right, and that was our new theme song, uh, courtesy of Bill Conti. Bill Conti. Dylan, he, where did you find this? <laughs> it's the original soundtrack from Rookie of the Year. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, the 1991? Who knows? The, the classic movie. I Is this your attempt to make us more end up like Puck Soup, where we talk a lot about movies? Tips and, and tricks. And <laughs> I don't know. I, the theme song of Puck Soup escapes me. Um, welcome to Not Puck Soup. Welcome to Not Puck Soup. Uh, but also welcome to another episode of the Winter's Coming Fancy Hockey Podcast, a podcast about a league you're not in and with people you don't know at all. I, especially this new person who's in this league. <laughs> uh, these are even people in our league that maybe don't even know who this our guest today is. This uh, is the rookie. This is the rookie episode. Mm-hmm. Now and, uh, we have a fantasy rookie on the show today. Exactly. And um, thanks for all our new listeners, Dylan. Uh, these past two episodes that we've we've had, which are kind of uh, a departure from what our usual style they is. They were real advice <laughs> that we actually um, prepared and, and looked up. Yeah. If you look at our, our our iTunes page, our description is mostly hockey-related, not 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 at all helpful, or something along those lines. <laughs> You've never read it. Um, no, someone was pointing out to me the other day. It was uh, mostly hockey-related. Not so, always helpful. Not always helpful. <laughs> uh, and But, you know, these last two episodes, we've definitely tried to be very helpful. And surprise, surprise people listen to it more. Um, but we also released uh, a spreadsheet that Dylan uh, did 99% of the work in. Thank you. Um, Dylan, did you uh, have any shout-outs? Like, did you update the sheet at all recently or anything like that? Yeah, so the, the Google Sheet, um, I guess for those of you who are listening uh, that have looked at the sheet, if you ask to edit it, I'm going to deny that because that means it'll be edited for everyone. What you want to do is create a copy of it and add it to your own Google Drive, and then you can edit it as much as you'd like. Um, I've, <laughs> I get like one email a day saying that this random person would like to collaborate with you on this spreadsheet, and uh, I've deleted all of those emails. Um, <laughs> but going forward, if you add it to your drive, uh, you'll, have, uh, you'll have as much free reign as you could possibly have. Um, one thing that I did add actually just earlier today was, uh, Scott Cullen from TSN's statistically speaking, uh, has released his, uh, top 300 actually in his Google sheet. It's the top 400, uh, player rankings for the next season. And I've added those to our spreadsheet so you can start comparing, um, his, com- his rankings with ESPN, with, uh, the hockey news, with Yahoo's ad average, uh, draft position. And with your own uh, statistics for your own leagues, um, those are on the rank sheet as well. Um, aside from that, we actually had a couple of people respond to us on Twitter with their own sheets. Um, at Trevor DeWick, I guess that's how you'd say that, at Trevor DeWick, he actually posted a pretty cool spreadsheet that I've only ever really paid attention to this year. This is actually a spreadsheet that lists out um, what day of the week teams are playing on. And you might be asking yourself, why is that important? Friggy, do you know why that's important? Uh, something to do with goalies. Something to do with goalies. Yeah, yeah goalies is, is, a, is a big part of it. Um, in, a head-to-head league, in a head-to-head league, you only have a certain amount of players, and you only have a certain amount of days that those players are going to be playing. Um, there are some teams in the league, like Columbus and Montreal, who play all of their games on the same night as everyone else. So they're playing most of their games on uh, Saturday nights, on Friday nights, um, 
yeah, and Thursday nights, uh, along with most of the league. Um, and then there's other teams like Anaheim and Calgary who play their games mostly on off nights. So on Saturday, the Anaheim Ducks only play 12 games on a Saturday next season, um, but they play 15 games on a Sunday. So when it comes to goalies, if you're going between two goalies or you, you have three goalies on your team, um, it doesn't really help when all three of them are playing on one night and you have to make a decision of who to play. So if you drafted John Gibson, um, that make it, might make it a little bit easier because you'll have your, I don't know, maybe you'll have Bobrovsky playing on Saturday night and John Gibson playing on Sunday night. Um, that being said, if you've been able to draft Bobrovsky <laughs> and uh, John Gibson, your draft's either not very deep or you're playing with children. <laughs> um, a couple things about that, not to punch my own tires. I did mention the player, the, the days of the week thing at the end of my goalie uh spiel last episode oh, that's so, true that's um true. i was mentioned in passing it is useful to see it in chart form uh did a little uh click on Deborah, trevor dewick's uh twitter profile uh last tweet september 13th i uh, tweeted our spreadsheet and said thanks even though the numbers are there i highly doubt anyone will be drafted drafting nathan mckinnon first overall in my league <laughs> uh so i don't know we'll, we'll we'll play around with the spreadsheet but uh thank you for everyone who's downloaded it as well as our um our new listeners and our new listeners uh this episode's going to kind of be a more of a a return back to what our normal format is uh <laughs> if you will in main chatter about dumb things yeah, and uh, having guests who know nothing about <laughs> hockey um i and i don't know if we necessarily had a normal thing from last year we definitely were uh tried a bunch of different uh formats and that kind of thing we for podcasts. We I mean, were all over the place. We were just trying anything specifically. <laughs> we were just doing whatever we wanted. We just were a parody of all the podcasts we listened to, exactly. which is what happened. Um, but uh, this week we have one of our new friends, uh, an, old, an friend, old friend, but a new fantasy hockey player. Uh, we kicked out the ghost of Mark <laughs> and we added. Uh, Who do we add? What's your nickname? Thank you for sitting so quietly this whole time, though. <laughs> That's okay. You need to do your talking. <laughs> welcome to the podcast dave how are you i'm very good thank you thank you for having me you're welcome um see yourself out now please oh no (laughs) (laughs) um as people may have noticed dave doesn't sound like he's from canada dave where do you come from um i come from england ah so a little little jump skip and a no wait (laughs) hop skip and a jump that that well-known atlantic country I'm uh, pro- probably the most famous British hockey player would be uh, Owen Nolan, who comes from Ireland, who, which, according to President Donald Trump, is part of Britain. <laughs> I don't know if you, if you caught that part. Of. <laughs> um, but uh, Dave is arguably the most uh, famous person who's into hockey from Britain. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're, you probably are. <laughs> uh, how did you how did you come affiliated with hockey or how did you become interested? Tell us your life story, please. Um, okay. So I guess I became interested in hockey when I was probably around the age of like 11 or 12 and, uh, started skating. And then I remember some like kids in the area for, were for some reason playing hockey. So I kind of joined with them. Where, what is this magical city you lived in, in, the uk that city is playing hockey it's a strong (laughs) word um but yeah it's a very very tiny town uh in the midlands of england uh in northamptonshire 
called Rawns. And yeah, mm. it's it's it is kind of weird to think that there were other people there interested in hockey. And not only that, but a very small town right next to us had a store in their town. I don't know, I, I don't know the name of it. It's uh there's a there's an inline Scoff's well, hockey shop. No, well there's a what's it? There's a skate store Cyclone Taylor's on on um on Main Street near uh Main Street Science World train station. Oh yeah, yeah. Um yeah, and it the was kind of essentially place. the same thing as that and it sold a bunch of hockey jerseys and yeah, sticks and everything you could need to play hockey uh mm. in a town near no one that played hockey so. <laughs> so, was it uh, owned by a canadian no it wasn't no no um but wow. uh yeah um that's that's how i got into it and yeah hmm. there's a, there's a whole bunch of like little towns over the uk like really like towns that you would never really have heard of that have ice hockey teams or yeah inline hockey representation um there's a british hockey league right yeah and i i like guys one day i really want to show you so on a on the B, <laughs> on the bbc i saw this a couple of months ago um they had the it was the final for it's called the, the elite league and now <laughs> the elite league <laughs> yes is that and in nhl 19 can, can you can we draft players from the elite <laughs> yeah. league um but uh <laughs> Yeah, so there's the Elite League, and it was uh, Sheffield, I think Sheffield Steelers versus Cardiff Devils, I want to say. And just the, yeah, the kind of the production <laughs> that goes on for a, an all British hockey final is quite I can different. imagine it being very campy. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you know, like, I, I don't know how to, what to compare this to in, in Canada, but where you have like sporting events or events where like there's cheering going on and you can just tell that the cheering is the sound of children cheering. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was the, uh, the soundtrack, to the, the elite league final. But um, yeah, if you find the link, we'll, we'll tweet that yeah, out. Yeah. I would, we'll tweet out the yeah, final. You'd, it's it's uh it's it's a little bit different to what you guys would experience <laughs> i did sure. a, i did a bit of research into like british uh professional hockey leagues yeah um do you know arguably the most uh famous person to ever play in a british hockey league um no probably not It'd be all-time coach Mike Babcock. No really? way. He played. Yeah, <laughs> you, maybe you can. He can help me out. But from 1987 to 1988, he played for something called the Whitley Warriors. Okay, but yeah. Uh, so these, those, as I said, like there's these towns that even in Britain, if you if you lived there, you wouldn't really necessarily know these these towns that exist. And yeah, that would be one of them. And the, these uh, are the yeah, places. Here's the picture these, of them right here. Um, yeah, the the kind of places that these teams exist. But uh, uh, okay, so Mike Babcock, I just want to point out, 132 points in 36 <laughs> games in the, for the Whitley Warriors, <laughs> and he played. Get the eyes, guys. This he played defense. <laughs> <laughs> just an absolute monster. Yeah. The uh, I'm surprised there's not a a statue of him outside the <laughs> whatever stadium or. Yeah. I don't know if they would even play it in a stadium. I think that in I don't know how big Whitley is yeah. in my head. It's is it is it has two Whitley or Whitby? Uh, Whitley. Okay. Whitley, uh, yeah. Home See, arena. I, Whitley. Never. Bay ice rink capacity of thirty two hundred. 
Um, okay. Sounds about one right. One of which will probably be a statue of Mike Babcock. <laughs> <for> his... <laughs> okay, so if anybody can find a Whitley Warriors Mike Babcock jersey, that would just be like the most <laughs> incredible, incredible thing. Speaking of ridiculous jerseys, I'm pretty sure I've told you guys before, but in the, in the year before I moved over here, um, me and Michelle, we went to Toronto to visit her family and went to the Hockey Hall of Fame. And I was mm-hmm. amazed to find that there was... Uh, so my local ice hockey team, which is probably like, I don't know, maybe around about 30 miles away or so, um, Peterborough Pirates, their jersey is in the, nice. the Hockey Hall of Fame. And that was a, that was a bit of a shocker. And it, it's probably... Are a, you sure it's the Peterborough Pirates yeah, from definitely. the UK? Yes, 100%. Yeah, they had a, it had a little blurb next to the jersey. So it was not, yeah, was not expecting that. It was not the Ontario, uh, the Peterborough Peets? I think there was, you know, it was a little exhibit of hockey around the world. And that I was, see. Uh, yeah, that was in there. <laughs> <laughs> per Wikipedia, um, notable NHL Ironman Gary Unger played for the Peterborough Pirates oh, really? in 1986-1987. Okay. In 30 games, he scored 95 <laughs> goals and had 143 assists. <laughs> <laughs> what are the scores in this, in this league? Yeah, you, see, you, you do see some ridiculous things. I remember like yeah. going to a game where the, yeah, the, the score was ridiculously high. It was something like, you know, close to 14 close, to 12. Yeah, close to 10. Uh, just seeing, you know, you see bizarre things. Like I remember someone like scoring from like way in front of the halfway line and stuff like that. Whatever you call that thing, I'm gonna. By the way, I'm gonna center ice. Gonna, center is ice. that what you yeah. mean? <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm looking forward to playing fantasy hockey. Um, <laughs> D- David, did you have any favorite players growing up? Um, I would say because. So when I first got into into hockey, I guess that was the Coyotes inaugural season after ah. after they relocated. So yeah, it's Ronick, Kachuk, Kabi Bulin in goal. Uh, Kabi Bulin, yeah. 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 They're bringing those jerseys back, by the way. Yeah, I know. I, I the, think I, what do they call it? The Canada the the Canada jerseys. I think that's what they're called. With Something the, like that, but um, the... Antti Ranta posted his his uh, his new um, goalie kit for this season, and he's got the coyote like right in the middle of his of his pads. Really, the um, <laughs> that what do you call the coyote on peyote? Yeah. Is that what it is? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he's got that right in the middle on his pads. So that'll be really cool to see those with the new um, the new Adidas jerseys. Yeah. What other questions do you have for Dave? Uh, David, you were mentioning the other day that you had a pretty interesting story about how an NHL 96 demo yeah. pretty much shaped your whole life. Yeah, I guess so. This is... <laughs> <laughs> Changed your life. <laughs> well, I guess it's kind of true, really. I, I, I come back to this every so often, uh, Michelle, my wife just as soon as i start to go into it we'll just be like oh god not this just rolls her eyes um yeah but (laughs) essentially i i kind of feel like it was nhl 96 i had a pc demo of it and that was what got me into hockey in the first place um and then Mm. that's when i kind of 
discovered that this uh that weird little store existed and saw those guys playing and then yeah um the 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 store owners ran their own hockey club called Kettering Hawks which then <laughs> in true franchise fashion became the Northant Stars um and uh the what the Northant Stars so Northamptonshire shortened down to Northants um, and that was the team. I, I think I've still got the jersey. I'm pretty sure I've shown it to you before. It's kind of the uh, essentially the Dallas Stars jersey with the North Stars logo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I, I know the one. But yeah, that's where I met a very good friend of mine who, uh, like, so this was, must have been when I was like, yeah, again, 10, 10 upwards, like, yeah, 10, 13, something like that when I was playing for them met a very good friend of mine um and his girlfriend who much uh much later on in life um i i kind of met again through him again uh when i was in university on the south coast um and that was uh yeah her housemate was michelle my now wife um and i guess that was also through playing those hockey games uh, that's how i kind of discovered that canada even existed uh, and uh <laughs> got me interested in like coming here my dad took me here when i was younger to experience it really liked it do you know always wanted to come back so yeah you know, i would yeah. i would put down two very significant uh things that happened in my life down to yeah. nhl 96 do you know what <laughs> what box of cereal that you probably got that demo of NHL 96 oh, in? Oh, no, it was from like some kind of like PC Gamer magazine. Or oh, okay, PC okay. Gamer magazine. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Young Dave was into PC games. So, and I think this story is also true. When you and, when you proposed to Michelle, yeah. you gave her that very demo, right? You put the CD <laughs> on her finger. Yeah. And, yeah. and she said, of course I will. <laughs> Uh, Dylan, any guesses of who was on the cover of NHL 96? Um, NHL 96. I feel like it had to be like Yarmor Yager or like Brett Hall. I'll give I, you a hint. One's currently a coach in the NHL and one was just recently a GM in the NHL. Uh, Steve Eiserman. Okay. And the coach? Yeah. Doug Waite. Uh, no. It was Scott Stevens. I don't Scott know if he's still a coach, coach anywhere, but I thought he was a coach for the, the Devils. But uh, Maybe a defensive coach. Okay. I don't think he's head coach, though. Okay, okay. Yeah. Ah. Uh, <laughs> P.K. Subban's this year. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was like in a, a negotiation that they were, like, weren't paying him enough. And then he was like, <laughs> well, this will have to be the P.K. Suban edition of NHL 19. <laughs> and then it took a year for them to negotiate how much money they were going to give him. So Dave, uh, with our draft coming up on Saturday, yeah. how's your, what's your, what's your prep work being like for that? Um, I would He's been s- listening to our podcasts, obviously, <laughs> right? I, I would say my prep work has been pretty much, un- yeah, non-existent other than okay. that one mock draft that I did. You know, for me, oh yes, yeah, having uh, Nugent Hopkins in the twelfth round or something like (laughs) that. I I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) Are Um, these mostly? Do you recognize names, or is it just mostly just like? I do recognize names. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I've been here for five years. I know. I know some people. No, I. I would say, I don't know. Can you really be that methodical 
and apply that much knowledge to this or is that me no. just being very very naive um well i mean the amount of time that dylan and i spent on this podcast i like to think that <laughs> there is some sort of uh, knowledge uh and skill trade-off but uh the, as anybody the evidence will, suggests otherwise yeah. <laughs> as somebody who missed the playoffs last year and as the, my co-host uh, who just barely made the playoffs last year. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Perhaps there isn't a direct trade-off. So just let, let's take a look at your, let's take a look at your mock draft team. How many, t- how many players were in the mock draft that you did? I think what, as in how, how many people were, was I up against? Yeah. Like how many other I players? I think yeah. there was 16. Yeah. But Six, I have, you to... could, oh, you didn't have 16 other people playing. No, I'm pretty sure I, I can pull it up. I'm, give me talk amongst yourselves. One moment. Okay. <laughs> if you, <laughs> this is incredible because I have the team sitting in front of me. There is like absolutely no way it could have been sixteen. Yeah, it was sixteen. Like, I would a hundred percent. Sixteen people or sixteen yeah. robots. Um, that's the thing. Like looking at it afterwards, I'm pretty sure about yeah, seventy percent of those people were doing yeah. The the draft okay. was it was being picked for them. Yeah. So let me just prep. Let me just prep you for some things that are not going to happen based on this mock draft. Okay. <laughs> Number one, you won't get first overall pick. How do you <laughs> It'll know? Be the... <laughs> okay, this you might. Fake. Maybe that's the only plausible thing that will happen. Okay, your first pick was actually the best pick because it yeah, was your it was, first overall pick. You picked Connor, Connor McDavid. McDavid. Yeah. Great. There you go. Okay, so <laughs> what what you've led me to believe is that in this draft you had first overall pick, which yes. means your second pick would have been like. If there was 16 teams, 32nd overall, because it's a snake draft. Um, yes, that is correct. And at 32nd <laughs> overall, you were able to draft Eric Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then, and then right after that, you were able to draft Braden Holtby, <laughs> who hadn't been picked yet. <laughs> who are these other people taking? I don't, I've, I've, got the, uh, I've got the rounds here. I don't. Do you want? It's okay. Can, you don't need to read them all. Yeah, out. I'm, not, well, I, I, I'm curious out, to see but. what the three picks above your Eric Carlson pick were. Like, who was picked? Like, okay. You want uh, me to go right after, or right? Sorry, right before, before that, and before that. Okay. So, um, yeah, from what I can see here, uh, Blake. <laughs> yeah, uh, Blake Wheeler was drafted where. Um, right. Like thirtieth. Oh, so sorry. Are you wanting to see who? Give okay, us the okay. three picks right before Carlson. Yeah, the three yeah. picks right before Carlson. Do you have those? Um, yeah. So okay, Avechkin, Kucherov, <laughs> Crosby, Marshan, Seguin. Wait, you're not. You can't be reading this correctly. Those were. <laughs> that's like this is the second order. overall, third overall, fourth overall. Is that what you're reading? Pretty. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, no, 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 no. Look for Eric Carlson. Yes. And then count three picks above oh, that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Nikita Kucherov okay. is a hard pick at 32nd overall. Yep. Nikita Kucherov or okay. Eric Carlson. Right, here we go. It's an alphabetical draft. Yeah. <laughs> it's alphabetical. So, okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Doug. In the, the pick before Carlson, John Gibson. And, okay, uh, that's more. Re- I mean, Realistically, he probably might go there. And then before that, Victor Hedman. Okay. Victor Hedman. Hedman okay. over Carlson. Yeah. Uh, we have Victor Hedman going around like 25th. So that's pretty close. That's mm-hmm. pretty close. 
Um, who else? Who was picked second overall? Like, what were the so, okay. top ten picks? S- top ten picks. So obviously McDavid. Uh, second, yeah. Ovechkin. Third, Kucherov. Crazy. Fourth, Crosby. Fifth, Marshan. Sixth, Seguin. Uh, seventh, Kamenev. Uh, who? Uh, Kamenev. Am I saying that correctly? Sorry if I'm not. I, I don't even know who that could be. <laughs> Spell it out. Spell it it's out. It's Vladislav Kamenev, Colorado uh, center. It's a pl- that, it's that, a plant. That guy was that guy was drafting. I don't know. Well, yeah, maybe. So maybe was it, drafting in a consonants league or something <laughs> like that. He needed. <laughs> uh, it doesn't tell. Me Is it? Nemesnikov? Is that who you're talking about? No, I can tell a K apart from an M. Um, <laughs> okay, that person should not have drafted okay. that player in the top ten, okay. well, <laughs> whoever that was. That, that was Joanna. So if okay, Joanna, Joanna, get out of here, Joanna. <laughs> um, get out okay, of here. So eighth was Line. Uh, ninth, Vasilevsky. Um, tenth, Nathan McKinnon. Um, Okay. Yeah. So you had one troll in your league. Yeah. But who is d- drafting all over the board? Fairly, fairly reasonable. Drafting alphabetical, starting from Z. Oh, do you want to? S- what else did they do? Now, now, now you've got me interested. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just just know that that's probably not going to happen in your league. TJ Oshie and our Ryan Nugent Hopkins picked that late. Not going to happen. Max Pacioretty is probably going to be picked a lot earlier than the ninth round. Just because he's a left winger, and um, I would put him in like top five for left wingers at this point. Um, yeah, so don't put too much don't put too much uh, that's uh, like knowledge into this. Does that is that yeah? Does that make any sense? Yeah. Now now I'm do it again is what I'm saying. <laughs> Fair enough. Now see now now I'm looking at the Joanna's team and. I don't really know many of these people. You're mocked rappers in by their name. <laughs> Can you change your name in our league to Joanna's team? <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well, how about just put it this way? Of a team of 15 people who knew what they were kind of trying to do, I did pretty well. You did? <laughs> I, I can't... I can't... I don't think anyone else did even like... You got an, an incredible team. And you won't have this in our league, so just cherish it, <laughs> cherish it, okay? Um, Paste it out on plaster, put it out on your wall. I don't think I've even read them all out. Here, here's the whole team: Connor McDavid, Eric Carlson, Braden Holtby, Brock Besser, PK Subban, William Carlson, Victor Arvidsson, Kyle Connor, Max Pacioretty, Justin Falk. The D's a little weak here. Justin Falk, I'm not sure I would go for. Charlie McAvoy, uh, Corey Crawford as your second goalie yeah. he might not play this year so yeah you have one really good goalie and then you don't have a backup uh tj oshi ryan nugent hopkins who's gonna start with mcdavid i think um that being said ty ratty just got a hat trick tonight <laughs> against the canucks so we'll see if if he takes his spot mika zibanejad and then justin schultz justin schultz don't draft him justin falk don't don't draft him uh cory crawford don't draft him either. There's my advice. Thanks for your great tips. 
before you get going, Dave, uh, is there anything in particular you're looking forward to in the upcoming fantasy hockey season? Um, yeah, I would say so. Like um, I've mentioned this to Dylan before. Like every ever since getting here, I've always wanted to to follow the league more closely. I, I guess I kind of did for the first year or two that I was here, but then it kind of drifted off. Um, so it's I'm seeing it as a good opportunity to to kind of get my understanding back of hockey and how the league is at the moment. And the second thing is compared to any other fantasy sports I played, i.e., English Premiership FBL. football. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, this <laughs> is completely different. It's a completely different way of playing. Um, so I'm going to be honest. I kind of have found that I just generally give up midway through the year and because i know the stakes are so high here i'm not going to do that um the stakes are unbelievably high i know (laughs) we kicked the last person out of the league that did this exactly but (laughs) and you took their spot i know so you know the pressure is definitely on me um but yeah i think i've it's going to be fun hopefully you know it's kind of cool that you've got the the group here you're doing the podcast i think i said i'm gonna gonna learn a lot but I've, I've, are you excited to be a celebrity? Because I, I mean, you are now that you've been on the podcast. Celebrity is a strong word, especially when <laughs> applied to this podcast. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, thanks for your kind words. No worries. Um, but yeah, I, I would say the overall feeling is that I'm I'm quietly confident. But even though quiet confidence. I don't nice. well, I'm quietly confident yet simultaneously saying it on a podcast that um yeah. I kind of feel like even though I don't know too much, I feel like I can yeah, take the take what I can from the stats and yeah, be a be a dark horse this year in your league. And d- and David, if anything else, I know I can give you can give you some suggestions. Just make sure your team name is awesome. And you will be fine. I, I think I've got a pretty good... True. I'm, I'm sticking with the name that I've got now, I think. Which is? Jerk Britannon. I think that's uh, a that's great really, name. That's really <laughs> I think that's so uh, good. You'll, you'll, you'll need to create a, a custom avatar to really drive it home, but I think yeah. it's pretty good. We need, we, you need Perhaps to get in the old uh, Photoshop I'll just spitball on here a picture of beef jerky wearing a Jake Britannon jersey okay, as an example. Maybe. Yeah. Just so you know, if you weren't <laughs> and the British flag in the background. Yes. If you, there you if go. If you weren't aware already, uh, the the picture that I have or the avatar that I have at the moment is actually my under 13s uh, GB inline hockey ID card <laughs> photo. So I think I think it's pretty good. That's actually really good. <laughs> I, I, actually, a good team name, and I don't know if there's enough characters, is inline hockey all stars or something like that. That would yeah. be a pretty good team name. <laughs> Yeah, what was the name of that team that you were on? Your U thirteen team. Um, that uh, well, Kettering Hawks, and then and then the North, the Northland Star. Oh right, right. Of course, yeah. the stars. The stars. All right, the stars. We were. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> well, Dave, thanks for joining us. No uh, I best of luck in the upcoming fantasy hockey season. I'm sure we'll have you on in the weeks. There's only so many guests we can pull from, so uh, it's just a numbers <laughs> game till you're on again at this you point. Have a good chance <laughs> yeah. of getting back uh, on. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I look forward to it in the season, and uh, hopefully uh, you don't get mixed up between FPL and uh, fantasy hockey. I also hope so, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Thanks very much. Guys. All right. Thanks, Dave. Have a good one. Cheers. Pierre, what's the number one thing you're optimistic about in terms of the Ottawa Senators? 
We're a team. And we're back. Woohoo! Dylan, uh, there was a lot of talk about Eric Carlson. And, you know, we spent all that time looking at the analysis and, like, analyzing what players might do good, giving us our hard takes. And then immediately after those two episodes were released, like, everything happened. <laughs> like, everything. <laughs> Including uh, the implosion, even more so, of Ottawa Senators. Yeah, I mean, okay, I mean... Patch Reddy was traded. Patch Reddy was traded. Steve Eisman quit. Steve Eisman quit. <laughs> what is this world? That kind of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, you're just kind of talking about Ottawa's implosion and just a quick recap of what happened in Ottawa this yeah, last season. In case you missed it, uh, Eugene Melnick hires Eugene Melnick to be the president of the team. <laughs> uh, the Senators are involved in a blockbuster through a trade in which they played a costly premium to swap. One of their own centers for a very similar center at a higher price, <laughs> whose contract is expiring the exact same time as their other center. Uh, the team handed out free McDonald's gift cards on a fan <laughs> appreciation night, none of them which actually worked. Uh, one of the team's assistant general managers was accused of masturbating in the back of a taxi. Uh, the team's merch department inadvertently created a onesie for babies that turned out to be a choking hazard for said babies. <laughs> Uh, Mike Hoffman's girlfriend is now accused of sending death threats to the entire Carlson family for months. And no one defended Mike Hoffman's girlfriend, which just further cements that it actually happened. Uh, Eugene Melnick holds a town hall, discusses the season, and then proceeds to call his fans losers. Um, the senators go, we're not going to trade Hoffman to a division rival. Trade him to the se- to the Sharks for essentially a bag of garbage. The Sharks <laughs> promptly trade him back to the division, <laughs> to the Florida Panthers, uh, which is all to say that Eric Carlson, throughout all of that, I, I got the sense he really wanted to be a senator, and like kudos to me left with class. He, like in his farewell um, like press conference, he, like, I don't know if you saw, he like, came down from the podium. He like shook oh, everyone's yeah. hand. Yeah. Uh, he was... <laughs> Whoops. Sorry, uh, explosion. Exactly. Our studio's falling apart. Uh, it was just it, enough, can be, enough can't be said about the guy. And of course, there's going to be speculation as to where he actually will play next year because he's a free agent. I think San Jose is going to sign him. Do you think so? Oh, yeah. You don't think there's anything to like his wife really loves the East Coast and maybe the New York Rangers or I something? I think after they've lived in San Jose, she'll be like, okay, I can fly to the East Coast if I want to yeah, go there. True. It's beautiful there. There's a reason that players stay. Mm. Right. Um, I actually got to spend a little bit of time in San Jose and I went yeah. to the arena. The arena is the worst part of all of San Jose. It's old. It's like 27, 30 years old. Um, it's probably older than that, actually. I don't think they've ever had another arena besides the Shark Tank. Mm. It's the worst part of being there. Everything oh, okay. around is beautiful. Oh, really? okay. The sun is nice. Like the um, the weather's like always great down there. Yeah. Uh, but the arena's made of like concrete and sadness it's just it's kind of oh boy it's kind of old and but his, um yeah i don't know i feel like his his work life balance will be a little bit nicer yeah and of course we yeah um and of course like how many times have we seen the, the blockbuster trade and then all of a sudden it's uh they'll they'll sign the extension anyways and then like there's also the thing like the gm was mentioning all these players that he had to resign and build in the core but mysteriously left out pavelski for some reason oh yeah yeah and uh i don't know you you think they'll probably free up space uh they're definitely in 
like whatever you want to call it win now mode and uh, oh yeah i mean they're all in this year yeah you can tell that they're all in but i mean like doug wilson doesn't lose anybody they're talking about this on 31 thoughts this is oh. 31 thoughts on oh, 31 it, thoughts it, it, i haven't listened to this week's 31 thoughts <laughs> uh but i i mean they i mean they lost uh 37 point Mikhail Bodker and 40 37 point and 40 point Chris Tierney, which is a segue into the actual fantasy analysis of this. Um, I was thinking back through my recent hockey brain, and the only trade that I can think of that is eerily reminiscent of this is the whole Chris Pronger trade mm. in 06, 07, when he got traded to the Ducks from right. Edmonton, where they already had like a number one stud defenseman. Yes. In Niedermeyer. So and in, Niedermeyer's brother. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Niedermeyer's brother? You can't really say that, can you? Uh, he was also wasn't a defenseman. What? Oh, yeah, you're yeah, right. Rob yeah. Niedermeyer was a fourth-line yeah. fourth plugger. Yeah. Uh, in 0506, uh, Scott Niedermeyer had 65 points in 82 games, uh, and the team scored 251 uh, goals uh, that season. In 05 and 06, Chris Pronger had 56 points in 80 games with 249 goals for. Uh, so... It, the major point, uh, the major piece I went back to Edmonton in that trade was Joffrey Lupul, mm-hmm. who in 0506 had, uh, let's see here, he had something in the neighborhood of 60 points, I believe. Uh, I have him here. His name is Lupul. And he had 48 points. So uh, when in 0607 Niedermeyer had 69 points in 79 games uh Pronger on the now on the Ducks had 59 points in 66 games so both their point totals actually went up most notably uh Pronger because he was playing with stronger offensive players than he was in Edmonton mm-hmm. uh and but the team itself scored around the same amount of goals which was 254 which leads me to believe because they got rid of Bodker and Tierney who which is combined about 77 points I think Eric Carlson will maintain the same amount of production I don't think he'll see a decrease. If anything, his uh, production will go up because he'll have a better power play to play with. Not to say that like Mark Stone is not bad. Like he's pretty good, um, and all the other Mike Hoffman last year. He could play on the second power play unit or the first power play unit and still produce the same amount of points. It's true. I, I mean, like. it, <laughs> I mean, they have the most versatile hockey player beside them, Brett Burns, who yeah, can play on the wing, can play in the center. Yeah. Put him in front of the net. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think he's going to he's gonna benefit. Like, I don't think, I don't know if anybody's saying that, oh, no, there's too many weapons, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think it'll be fine. I think, uh, if anything, his, he'll go up, and especially his power play stuff. I feel like this is just this weird, this weird thing that happens when players go to good teams. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, well... This good player is going to a good team, which means that he's not going to be as productive anymore because there's other good players yeah. that are going to take his spotlight on that team. Right. You're like, it doesn't really work like that. Usually when you put like a bunch of good players together, they just score more. Although I I, I might kind of disagree with that. I mean, when the, the Canucks sign, like, all the, went back when we were good. Um, and this when. is and this is the the uh, weekly thing where we bring up the 2011 Cup final <laughs> on this podcast. But when we sign like people like Manny Maholtra or like Ballard or whatever, like when they join an already kind of good team, we just like magnify their strength. So Maholtra never had like a an offensive opportunity to play right. because we already had like super offensive players. And similarly, the Sedins never had to play defense because we had. Maholtra so you're saying like, you need role players. 
what, what I'm saying is that like if you if you're already a good player that has a very specific skill. I mean the the thing about Carlson, he's good at everything. Yeah, this but, is like a when you put an elite player. Let's not say a good player. Let's play. Let's okay. say an elite player. When you put an elite, elite player, players. they're going. You're if your team already has a solid foundation and they don't have to get rid of a key place, key piece. And I don't watch a lot of San Jose Sharks hockey, but I don't think Chris Tierney or uh, Mikhail Bodker, based off the reaction of the Ottawa fans, were key pieces of the San Jose no. uh, offense. Tierney maybe, but I mean, I'm surprised that they didn't, that like uh, Hurdle didn't go yeah, in the trade. Nobody understands the trade. Like, would you rather have what whatever <laughs> Vegas gave up for Pacioretty? Like, I think yeah. that's a better return than yeah. whatever they got. Yeah. There were so many. Oh my gosh. Um, Dorian did have a good point in saying, like, it gets to a point where you just need to make the trade and move on. Right when he was justifying it on on hockey night, yeah, and he said, you know, like just because it's not the best trade that we could possibly get right now, doesn't mean that it wasn't the best trade for right now. It's true. Like, I mean, make the trade. He's not gonna come. He's not gonna play in your preseason. He's not gonna like be happy in the room. Just like get him out of there. Yeah, he which was, is why San Jose got him for such a like low price because yeah. they waited this long and now it's like. Well, shit. I guess we'll take your bag of garbage. <laughs> it's it's very eerily reminiscent of like the whole Joe Thornton trade and yeah. stuff like that too. Yeah. But yeah, I guess it happens. Um, and also every in Spezza and Heatley and <laughs> every other Ottawa superstar that gets traded for some there reason. There you go. Um, but yeah, I. But here's here's uh here's our take. Carlson will be better than he was last year potentially. Yeah. If not, if 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 incredible. not, just the same. Yes. <laughs> He'll be the same, if not better, than last year. A.K.A. don't adjust your, your draft ADP significantly based off of this trade. Well, I don't really understand the whole, like, oh, that makes Vector Hedman more valuable. Because mm, Brent yeah. Burns and Eric Carlson are going to be taking each other's ice time away. But, I mean, there's enough time in a game for both of them to play 26 minutes. Yeah. If like, anything, does this hurts mark edward vlasic's norris chances that's what it does hurt yes that's what it <laughs> Did does you see that tweet he about, will never yeah. get the norris <laughs> like, i'm sorry yeah sorry it's not the 90s like okay <laughs> calm down no one's vlasic wasn't ever winning the norris he was plus 57 <laughs> he only scored 30 points when carlson and burns had 60 yeah <laughs> but he was plus 57 um but speaking of really good defensemen that are swedish also uh mm, there you go Let's talk about some rookies, Dylan. Rookies. We did call this the rookie show. Yes. Uh, so we had our fantasy hockey rookie, Mr. David. But uh, number one overall pick, Rasmus Dahlin, makes his debut on the Sabres this season. Looking pretty good in the preseason, I'd say. Yeah, he has. There's this this thing that I keep on seeing with these new these new kids in the league. Yeah. This thing. What am I talking about? The um, Just every rookie that has made a bit of a splash, the one thing that I notice right off the bat is that they have the quickest hands. So good. They are all incredible stick handlers. They're all it, Nathan McKinnon already. Yeah. Do you, you think that, I mean? that... I feel like that has to do with like a, a parent or a coach will be like at like six or seven or whatever will be like, this kid is so good at hockey. He is only going to play hockey all year round yeah. until he's 18, 19, 20. Yeah. Right. Well, you're and, talking about this with when it comes to like football players and yeah. like football families or mm -hmm. hockey families right. that are bringing up these kids that are like absolute studs. There's all this like, I mean, now it like becoming a professional athlete, once you have the genetic side of it, but like the whole like development side of it is a pretty solved problem at this point. The like, development side? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like if you have like somebody who's genetically gifted and has all the 
uh, attributes to be a professional hockey player, like the whole developmental side of things, if you're in like the right resources, right. and even if you're not, like I feel like like Sweden has a pretty good hockey infrastructure. So yeah. like if Darlene was, I mean, look at uh, who's the guy that tapes his stick weird, uh, who's really good on Boston. Uh, Pasternak. Pasternak. Like Pasternak yeah. very famously was not well off growing up in right. a what is typically an affluent sport in hockey. But he grew up in a country that very much had some sort of hockey infrastructure. I think he right. was from Slovakia or Czech, Czech Republic or something like that. I think he's Slovakian. Yeah, yeah. but like, there's a there's a uh, there's an infrastructure for hockey development sure. there, and he was still able to succeed and become very successful in the NHL. Yeah. So, it's exciting. Like I yeah. love every every year. There's. I mean, we're gonna go through what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight rookies that may or may not be fantasy relevant this yeah. year. Um, so it's an interesting, it's, it's, it's fun, especially when you're, um, when we're getting into keeper leagues, which we're starting this year. Yes. Um, this is going to be a lot more important for those, for those of you in <laughs> keeper leagues. Uh, Darlene, I, uh, right now is, I feel like being a little bit overdrafted right now is average Yahoo draft ranks is 105th pick overall. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, who are some other picks right around 105? Uh, right around 105. Let's take a look. We are, we're looking somewhere around like Keith Yandel. Ah, <laughs> Okay, uh, Aaron Ekblad. That's okay. probably a better a better yeah. uh, comparison. Any, what, what other forwards? lots of D's down there though? Okay, um, Ryan Ellis, Morgan Riley, Morgan Riley. I feel like he should be higher. Yeah, yeah. Any trade potential there? Do you think uh, for Morgan Riley? Yeah. How do you mean? Like, don't you think? Oh, that's Jay Gardner. I guess that Toronto would trade. Oh, you mean trading them away? Yeah. No, Morgan Riley's not going anywhere. Yeah. He's gonna port. He's gonna quarterback their. Um, first power play unit. Yeah, that's and I swear ridiculous with, right with <laughs> Tavares and yeah. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Ask Tavares about William Nylander's contract. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> Darlene, uh, Darlene's gonna be playing with what I think is pretty much just a point per game center and Jack Eichel, and also adds uh, Jeff Skinner in that trade, big trade with the Sabres this season. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he already has chemistry with those two from the preseason. Yeah. Uh, he's quarterback in their first power play unit. Uh, so I kind of took a look at some other notable defenseman uh, rookie performances. Tyler Myers had 48 points in 09-10, which looking at the roster from 09-10 Buffalo Sabres was more so a byproduct of the fact that he just had to play a crap ton <laughs> because their other defensemen included people like, I don't know, like Talender. Uh, I think their best, their second, he was playing with Montador scored 23 points that season uh so so he was put in a position to to he, get all the basically points. yes it was like you're gonna be on the ice the whole time yeah so that may not be the best comparable yeah uh because the sabers don't exactly have the luxury now on the other hand you have someone like cam fowler who had 40 points in 72 games in his uh rookie season 2010-11 he played a little bit more of a protected role because the ducks already had good defensemen uh, so perhaps you kind of end up with the in-between kind of thing. Aaron Ekblad had 40 points in 81 games. Um, so they all ended up about seventh overall in D scoring in their respective uh, rookie years. Yeah. yeah. Um, seventh in D scoring, not seventh okay, yeah, overall yeah. No, in scoring. But yeah, yeah. Um, so last year's seventh overall was 60 points, which was Drew Doughty. Uh, I don't think Darlene's going to get 60 points, but I don't something think he's, he's getting there now. Something in the 40, 40 to 50 point range. I saw uh, there's a, a, a what looks to be a projection of uh, 27 points, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is a little bit low. Where's this projection from, Dylan? 
Um, this is. Oh, are you talking about the uh, T. S. Scott Cullen? Yes, uh, T.S. Okay. Scott, Scott Cullen. Scott Cullen has him projected to about 27 points with 77 games played. Um, yeah, I think with an 18-year-old, you're going to probably end up missing a couple of games. The Sabres aren't exactly contenders right now. I believe they're like 50 to 1 odds to win the Cup. So mm -hmm. uh, they definitely will be protecting him, erring on the side of caution versus other. So yeah. I think, you know, something in the 70 to 80 game, like a 0.5 point per game player with some pretty good power play stats would be where I would... would evaluate him to be yeah he's I, he's definitely not someone i would take at 100 overall mm -hmm. but he's definitely not where scott cullen has him at 348th overall yes um split the difference yeah <laughs> somewhere um, in the middle <laughs> a guy that i think will have a lot of really good opportunities on that sabers team is another rookie yeah uh, everyone's favorite vlogger casey neidstad i mean <laughs> casey middlestad not a vlogger though um i made that joke like last time too didn't i <laughs> uh he will be playing the second line center role on the sabers uh taking over uh, ryan o'reilly uh and as a result he should see plenty of power play opportunity and if you look at where he was really successful when he was at the university of michigan it was always from the top of the key kind of like the naslin spot but on mm -hmm. the other side uh and he was he's a great he has a great release he's a great sniper um he has a bunch of like knocks on him for being too like trying to do everything himself yeah but he's gonna be playing with connor sheary another guy who just barely doesn't make the the rookie cutoff list <laughs> but i think that's i mean that's a pretty good wingmate to have based off what we saw from connor sheary in pittsburgh last year so. i mean connor sheary may have been benefiting from the i play with amazing centers <laughs> yes but i think it's also just having like those talented wingers will just open up that's true uh the middle for mr middlestat to make uh Colin has him going 77 games with uh sorry does does Scott Colin think that Buffalo will only play 77 games because this is the exact same <laughs> it's like we'll just take five games off we'll just from what I've gleaned <laughs> from the tweets from Mr. Scott Cullen is yeah. that he has some very fancy math that he okay. uses to uh project and he doesn't use just like last year's stats like we did in our chart he uses like uh league averages and um uh, like team averages over the last however many years. Yeah. Um, I think it's magic. Yeah. So we'll see. He I has mean, been the most accurate, um, the most accurate in his rankings over the last two years. I think it, it, in the, I don't know, in all of those rankings that come out every year, his are by far the most accurate year over year. So yeah. that's why we put them in here. I think the one thing that I will say about middle stats play style is very reminiscent of like someone who's very streaky. Mm. Um, just by, by nature of being like a sharpshooter on a power play, that kind of thing. So, um, I mean, there are players that like, you know, when you draft, like, okay, I need to like hang on to them. Like, especially you yeah. use a lot with rookies. Yeah. Um, I think with middle stat, like, I don't know where he's going to have a couple of weeks where he's going to win it for you. Yeah. And a couple of weeks where he's going to be invisible. But I, here's the thing. I think you, that was Buffalo in a nutshell last year. It though. was. Yeah. But I think you'd have to be very quick with your ad drop with those kind of players. Right. Like, I, I don't know if there's any point in holding on to middle stat when there's going to be somebody else on the waiver wire. Right. Like, someone like Darlene, I could see why you'd hang on to him. Right. Presumably, he's just by sheer volume that defensemen get, like, there's a point in hanging on to him. Sure. But forwards, there's like a billion forwards. He plays center, right? Like, there's how many centers are there? And that yeah. you can so pick, pick him up if he's got, if, if he's like, maybe Eichel gets injured, yes. which he probably will. And yeah, you, he gets some yeah. first line time, then you know that's that's when you're going to look at middle stat mm -hmm. as like a replacement. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Dylan, you've been going to some preseason games. What do you think about Pedersen? Elias Pedersen. Um, okay, so you want to talk about like silky mitts? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> I went to their There's first... There's our explicit tag for this yeah, episode. Yeah. I went to their first uh, preseason game, the Canucks' first preseason game against Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Edmonton didn't even play half of their their team um n- nor did the canucks yeah um but Patterson was playing center and a lot of people were very uh apprehensive about him playing in the middle in the nhl um because he played his entire season in in sweden on the wing uh, i think he only played like six or seven games in the middle ah. um, but he is a natural center let's say that's the position that he wants the galchenyuk type situation <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and i I mean, the thing that I noticed is that he was always he was always in the spot where the puck was going to, or he was uh, right behind his, his the man that he that was about to get the puck. So he's you know like I mean? very sedine like. Very, yeah. He he definitely had that hockey IQ. Not to be like w- would, racist or anything, but like. I'd say he's even more talented than the Sedins. Ooh, because uh, there's that's only one thing. of him. He, he, yeah. he, he has to pass. So he's himself. a com- combination of both Sedins. Yeah, a, a couple of a couple of. Um, like key things that I saw is that when he has the puck, his feet, well, number one, I think he needs to sharpen his skates or something like that. Cause he fell down about three or four times, but it <laughs> seems like his hands are moving independent from his feet. It's yeah. so shifty. Like yeah. players will come at him and he'll be stick handling on one side of his body. And, uh, within a second, he's turning the other way. And all of a sudden the puck's on the other side and you're like, he was definitely going to the wards of the boards and now he's in the slot. Like how did that happen? Um, and the other thing I noticed is that on some of the back checks when uh, he had lost the puck or something like that, he's not a very big guy. He's what do they have him listed as like 170 pounds or something like that. Yeah, and he's, but he's quite tall. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of uses his, his body as this, like, I don't know, this like wedge, I guess, to just okay. sort of like <laughs> push himself in front of the player that he's about to check. Yeah. Um, he doesn't like, lay any big hits or anything like that, but he's like very aware of how to separate somebody from a puck. Hmm. Um, and he's do and he was doing it, uh, on the back check. He was doing it in the corner. Um, he wasn't getting pushed off the puck at all, mostly because nobody could touch him. He yeah. was just, uh, stick handling around everyone. Um, and as you can tell, I'm in love with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I honestly think that he's, it's either going to be him or Horvat on the first line. Yeah. And uh, if Pedersen's scoring, then he's probably going to get all the first line time. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, bring up another guy from that draft class and another center, Dylan Strome. Uh, taking a look at players with more than uh, with his stats. So, I, Sorry, just before you get there. Yeah. Um, Pedersen is being uh, ranked at about 64th overall by uh, Scott Cullen. That is. Which is way higher than his average draft point. Right? Yeah. Draft point. Uh, position right now which yeah. is 164th where uh what are some other players around 164th dylan uh so if we go down there we're looking at like jt miller kyle Oposo, okay those kind of players yeah um like those are classic like waiver wire guys right like, yeah. those are, like i mean yeah i don't know in our league last year kyle Oposo, i'm pretty sure had a had a spot all year because we had a very like deep everyone's team was like very deep yes um i think he was on my team <laughs> there you year. go um, Nico Hersher is kind of in that area too. So okay. if you want like a comparison to last year, yeah, uh, based on Yahoo's average draft draft positions, hmm. Sam Reinhart too. Cool. Uh, Dylan Strom, who I think is currently not rated on 
Yahoo's average drag ranking. Uh, he's not. Yes, because no. he's not even sure if he'll make it. But he was drafted <laughs> third overall in 2015, so he was drafted before uh, Pedersen. Uh, but, I mean, it kind of sounds like this is the year that Dylan Strome breaks out. But there is a reason why people are so high on Dylan Strome. Uh, in under 18 seasons in the OHL, players who had a uh, only players who had a better than his 1.9 points per game were John Tavares, Mitch Marner, and Connor McDavid. All very good players. There you go. Uh, players who were under 19 in the OHL that had better than what he had at 1.98 points per game were, once again, John Tavares, Mitch Marner, and Connor McDavid. The players with better uh, under 20 OHL seasons that were better than his 2.14 points per game were Connor McDavid. And in his under-21 rookie AHL season, people who had better than his 1.03 points per game with a similar sample size, Miko Ratanen. Miko Ratanen. Uh, which is all to say that Dylan Strome, when the, when the play of play speed is like 95%, 97% of what is at the NHL, is a crazy <laughs> good is, player. Is the 95% of the NHL? Because the thing with Dylan Strome is that he is so slow. <laughs> like he is like he's he's not he's not a bad skater but he's not like the slowest skater he's not like Zenona Chara or whatever but yeah. like he's but for Zenona what Chara has other things going for him though. yes uh namely just being able to stretch across the whole ice but um <laughs> but Dylan Strom uh the thing with him is his shot which is very accurate and very good takes so long for him to release um so in things like the OHL or the AHL where he's able to have that extra time He's able to get that long release off and then be able to to be very productive or make his passes that yeah. he needs to do. But uh, now, apparently, especially at the end of the season when the Coyotes went on their little bit of a run, uh, there was a lot of uh, good film on him that basically he had been adjusting his release point, his skating had improved, and you only assume that as he just grows and matures into an adult human that. Um, <laughs> Hopefully that's where he goes. Yeah, to an adult human and not an adult dog or an elephant. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, gender spectrum, etc. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I hopefully that he'll he only will improve in terms of the physical attributes, and that will potentially translate into fantasy success. Um, TSN Scott Cullen has him projected to play seventy seven games. I don't know. I feel like Scott Collins' algorithm just has rookies playing 77 games for some reason. Uh, with 14 goals and 22 assists. Um, I, so you could do worse than undrafted the, players. But The one thing that I'm worried about with him mm-hmm. is that he's a center. Yes. Right now they've got him dressing as a winger on yeah. the left wing. Um, and I don't want to say that like <laughs> Arizona is deep down the middle, but they have some established centermen. They've got Stepan. Gal- uh, Galchenyuk, uh, Christian Dvorak, and yeah. Brad Richardson. Do it be hilarious if they move Galchenyuk to the wing so they could move Bill and Shoma? <laughs> That'd be just so funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so there might not be a lot of room for him down the middle. Yes. He is playing with Grabner, so that might uh, give him a little bit more um, speed. Yeah. Or he'll use the puck to skate that fast. Ah. He'll, he'll just give him the puck. Exactly. Uh, Philip Zadina, another yeah. rookie. Now, Detroit's finally moving on from the Zetterberg thing. Uh, Dylan, I don't know if you know this. The NHL found nothing wrong and nothing mysterious with the Zetterberg retirement from his contract that ah. just mysteriously plummeted in terms of actual money. I don't know. That's weird, right? Well, I mean, this is the whole <laughs> thing where it's like maybe he should have retired at the beginning of last year. Yeah. But 
because there was so much money on the table, he's like, I can do it for one more year. Yeah, but then like that's gonna let you do it for. But one when he more signed year. the contract, he was also like, I don't think I'm gonna play it at the end of this contract. And I was like, uh, that's what? True. <laughs> that's true. But he didn't have like, there's no like mysterious skin injury or skin skin disorder. Yeah, there's no. I mean, he. We all knew he had a terrible back. That's true. Did as, he like did as all NHL... hockey players do though, right? That's true. Yeah. The um. So did they like bring him into the the hearing room and they were like. Zetterberg, how's your back? And he was like, oh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. And he's just like leaning over. And then everyone in the room just went over and like pushed him in the back. And he went, ah. And they're like, yep. Yeah, yep. he's injured. No no recapture penalty. No recapture penalty. But the Red Wings do have to figure out what they have in terms of their players. So Zadina drafted sixth overall last year. and yeah, fell to them. Yeah. They were not expecting it, right? Uh, Zadina, yes, was uh, supposed to go in the top three or something like that. Uh, but the Red Wings got him. And yeah, because the Ottawa overdrafted Kachuk. And then some uh, Montreal also. Montreal took uh, whatever his face. The, anyways, it was very controversial <laughs> who they took third overall. It was but, so long ago. Uh, so right now, Zadina in the play season is playing, with, playing between Andreas Anathasiu. Uh, number one overall pick in Anathaseu. He'd go number one overall in a vowel league. Um, <laughs> and also playing with uh, Thomas Vanek as well, uh, who hopefully will continue his career resurgence. Uh, but uh, Zadina will definitely get a lot of opportunity because we'll need to figure out, okay, who's our center of the who of the future, right? Is it going right. to be Zadina? Is it going to be uh, who's the other guy? Dylan be? Larkin. Dylan Larkin. I mean, I, we've kind of figured out who Dylan Larkin is at this point. It's true. He's probably he going to be the a, captain. Like, <laughs> bad year last year. Good year the year before. So we'll probably uh, have a good year. Yeah. Maybe he's a maybe he's another um, Anderson. Yes. Type player. But the reason why Zadina was rated so highly was because of his versatility on the power play. Uh, a common theme you'll see with these rookies. Uh, so he's cable play in the wall, the slot, and the point. Yeah, they so, have him right now. They have him playing on the left wing, so yes. on the left uh, left boards. But when Mike Green gets his annual injury, uh, <laughs> he'll be able to go to the point. So he's already injured. <laughs> Mike Green's not playing right now. Ah, okay. And when Mike Green gets his annual, get a viral 20, infection. It looks like he gets the weirdest things. Yeah. But when he gets his, when he misses his annual twenty to thirty games, yeah. uh, he'll be able to. Fill in nicely on the point if need be. Uh, so Colin has him going 16 games, 16 goals, 15 assists in 76 games. There you go. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, Zadina currently being drafted uh, 166th overall. Uh, where do you have him? What what does that put him in company Well, with? I mean, I guess that's kind of in the same company of where Pedersen oh, was Pedersen, being yeah. um, drafted. So, we're still looking at players like... Uh, Anders Lee, Kyle Turris, Bo Horvat. Why is Kyle Turris on my list listed as Ottawa? That's probably not right. <laughs> um, uh, Ryan Donato. There's another player that you might want to be looking out for. Uh, but that's in that like 160, 168, 169, that yeah. kind of area. Uh, another exciting rookie from the 2018 class would be Andre Shnepkov. I believe I said that right. Right wing on the Shnetsnikov. Right wing on the 18th. Svetsnikov. Shetnikov. Namnikov. Namnikov. The right winger on the Carolina Hurricanes. That's name is Andre. <laughs> Hopefully I'll be able to. Andre from the Hurricanes. Uh, currently drafted 154th overall on Yahoo. Uh, right now playing with Aho and Taravainen. 
I, Dylan, Rob Brindamore now takes over the bench in Carolina, and I was looking at the Carolina team website, and I saw, you know how, like, the Canucks had, like, their inter-squad games? And yeah. it was, like... Red or white versus blue. White versus blue. Do you yeah. know what the Carolina is? No. <laughs> it was grit and grind. It was <laughs> the best thing I've ever read. <laughs> is that also the name of Rob Brindamore's biceps? Probably. Grit and grind? Yeah, he was, like... I don't know if you've seen him. The guy's yeah. jacked. The guy's jacked, and, like, his NHL playing style was just, like... Just pure grit and grind. Like, do you actually think he probably put that up on the board somewhere? It's like, I'm going to inspire these young kids. Guys, you're do you know how I got this nose? <laughs> grit, grit and grind. And grind. Yeah. <laughs> this is how we're going to win. Dude, Dougie Hamilton walks into the locker room, right? He's finally out of like, oh, I'm finally out of the ridiculousness of Calgary Flames. Walks in just like, can you imagine the guy goes like, yeah, you're going to see him grind. Oh, who are you playing? Team Grit. grit. And he's like... Fuck, get me out of here. <laughs> You're all playing skins, yeah. and then he just draws it on <laughs> yes. their chest. Yes, <laughs> grit, grind. Rod, Rod Reddermore definitely makes people play shirts and skins. And then, like, okay, at no, one point. No, it's just skins, and he writes them oh, grit and grind, <laughs> and grind. Okay. in Sharpie on their chests. Oh, I bet you at one point he makes people play without shin pads during practice. Oh, I'm think? sure he yeah. does. Yeah. Uh, makes them play with, like, uh, their sticks the other way. <laughs> So that they have to use their bodies more or something like that. I don't know. I try to think of some other Rob Brindamore uh, motivation tactics. Perhaps we'll, we'll find out more of them throughout the Does year. Does he have kids? Um, I feel like his kids will be in the NHL sometime soon. Oh, 100%. Uh, do you, you know <laughs> how, like, and grind Yes. Do you know how, like, remember how we were talking about, like, goalie superstitions last year? And there was, like, a goalie that insists on me hitting the mask? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Rob Brindamore did that, except... He played without a visor, so <laughs> and he's a forward. And he's a forward, so grit and grind. Uh, anyways, back to Shnepnikov, or however you say his name. Shnepnikov. I. Uh, uh, he is. He a, has three children: Reese, Briley, and Skyler. Almost Briley. That's kind of close to a grit yes. or a grind name. Um. So Shnepnikov. <laughs> gosh. Oh my god! I'm so bad at this. Shnepnikov. Shnepnikov. Nope. Okay. It's never going to happen. He's never going to pronounce the name right. Right now, uh, kind of playing on a top line. But even if he ends up playing with someone like a, with like right now he's playing with Aho and Teravainen. Yeah. But maybe if he even goes down to play with fellow rookie Martin Neckass, um, he has plenty of opportunities to be able to score. Like, what what are the Hurricanes really going to do? Right. Like. Yeah. And it seems like their their new ownership isn't necessarily going to be like, okay, let's tank. Right. No, I mean they're past that point. Yeah. They're pa- like they didn't mean to tank last year. Yeah. They just they had Scott Darling in net. Yeah. And so <laughs> who temporarily forgot how to play goalie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and now they have Peter Mrazek, who's I don't know if he's who, gonna be too much more help. But. Who has remembered how to play goalie more recently than Scott Darling, but still also Correct. forgets how to play goalie. Correct. Uh but the Hurricanes, I think, need Shnetnikov. Shvetsnikov. Shvetsnikov to to play uh as well as he can. Uh Skullin so he'll get plenty of opportunities, especially with the power play. Yeah. Um, Scullin ha- Cullen Scullin. has him going. Scullin. Cullen. Scott Cullen. Calder and Scullin. Uh, has him going uh, 75 games with 22 goals, 19 assists. Uh, 41 points. 41 points overall. Yeah. Uh, a little bit below Pedersen, but better than Zadina. Points, yeah. So, uh, yeah, look for him. I think another kind of... Uh, guy that you should be quick to add and drop like i don't think necessarily a stash type player. yeah but look out for him if he starts getting streaky if he stays on that top line with aho and teravainen yeah um that line got really hot last year mm-hmm. remember teravainen had that stretch of like two weeks where he was getting at least it was like a goal and assist every game yeah so uh, the, the last guy i want to highlight 
as maybe a guy that I'll draft. He's not currently being <laughs> undrafted. He's currently being undrafted in Yahoo League. So I, I feel pretty comfortable saying this, even as, as I your sleeper, as my sleeper, okay. and even with somebody who is going to be in the same draft as me on Saturday, sitting across from me, Brady Kachuk. Brady Kachuk talking about hockey families. <laughs> Holy yes. hell, are yeah. the Kachuks a hockey yes. family? <laughs> Um, you know, there was a third brother, right? Is there really? Yeah. Who? Keith, Keith Adam, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, His name was Dinner Kachuk. Dinner Kachuk. Uh, so, Brady Kachuk, I, I'm going to draft him simply because there's someone has to score on Ottawa, right? They can't get <laughs> shut out 82 games. And it's Mark, be Mark Stone and Brady Kachuk. And Matt Duchesne. And All Matt of Duchesne Mark always, Stone yeah. and Matt Duchesne are both UFAs. Okay. So, it'll be... Brady Kachuk. Yes. So um, next year. Yes, exactly. Um, and also, there's an injury to Ga- John Gabriel Pejo. So Kachuk will, at the very least, get nine games. And if he's good, you're then... gonna waste a draft pick on a nine-game player. But okay, who am I drafting last in my last round? That's I realistically won't be dropping <laughs> Matt Duchesne. I'm sure he'll <laughs> be in the last round. <laughs> uh, but I think I don't know. I'm I'm pretty. I'd be. I draft Brady Kachuk. TSN Scott Cullen. The, the math wizard Fancy himself, math man himself has him going playing seventy five games. There you go. Albeit with eight goals and twenty <laughs> assists. So you're saying he's gonna get those eight goals in his first nine games? Hopefully. I mean, hopefully, fingers crossed. I mean, here's hey, that'll win me a week or two. There you, you go. Know, I'm, not, okay. I'm not complaining if that happens. Yep. We're talking about weeks here. That's all we care exactly. about. Exactly. Uh, so I think that brings us to all the rookies that we had lined up here. Right, Dylan? Yeah, that looks like that looks like all of them. Hopefully that was helpful. Yeah. Uh, what do we have coming up uh, for the pod in the well, next couple weeks? Uh, our draft, we have two drafts coming up. We have a Saturday draft, uh, which is our classic head-to-head uh, categories league that has been is now in its eighth year, I mm-hmm. think. In its eighth year. Um, and we have uh, just started a second league, because we were all interested in trying a keeper league. Yes, everyone. Um, oh, sorry? <laughs> everyone was. <laughs> everyone was excited okay, about trying except a keeper six league. people, or was it six or eight? Yeah, so our, our regular league has 14 people. Our keeper league now has 10. So, ah, okay. Um, just four extra people that didn't want to be in this one. Yes. Uh, and our keeper league is a points league. So this is actually something I've never played before. So uh, we're doing a head-to-head points league. And um, some of the cool rules that uh, our commissioner, Greg, kind of came up with were um for every keeper that you keep you forfeit their draft position yeah uh, in the next draft so i thought that was pretty cool um i'm not sure if that's how you normally play keeper leagues I, i've heard that way or the penalty where like you it's your their draft round plus one or two so if you, you draft from the third round it costs you a first round pick right kind of thing right um derek and i were already trying to game the system mm. thinking like well next year everyone's just going to take going to keep all of their top five picks yeah so they're going to lose their top five picks and if i drop all my top five picks that means i get five free picks at the beginning of the, <laughs> of the season um but uh we'll see if that actually happens yeah. tune in in a year to find out if that <laughs> happens uh, next year um for the pod though i think we may be recording during the draft i think it would be kind of fun to 
record our we usually do a google hangout so maybe we'll record that and put it up somewhere i'd, I'd like to be able to get some uh some post-draft interviews going maybe like a quick five minute thing yeah so maybe we'll do that fire. maybe we'll just get a, yeah. a five minute how do you feel about your draft yeah we'll see if that we'll see if that uh we'll really talk about who who's already won right like at that point <laughs> we'll be able to like yes you've already won the draft well i mean it does rank your draft at the end yeah no but and i'm just saying that like my team always seems to be at the top of the the draft ranking yeah true yeah for i mean like i don't know who's who's dominating the preseason nhl right now but there's always somebody who like the, the <laughs> didn't the canucks go like won all their game preseason games were like oh we're yeah, gonna be two good years ago yeah with, we're gonna be good uh, no i think it was the first year with willie yeah, and uh, that, we did not do well. That, that, yeah, no, so that, that, uh, yeah. we'll see whoever won the preseason of fantasy. Uh, uh, so tell us, uh, tell us what your thoughts are in your draft. Maybe you had some cool thoughts or some cool things happen. Maybe you found a sleeper at some point that we didn't mm-hmm. cover. Um, you can tweet at us at us uh, at St. Louis Shoes. You can find us at our website at stlouisshoes.com. Not at stlouisshoes.com. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you you can find way. us at stlouisshoes.com. Um, you can also email us yolo bag at stlouisshoes.com. That app part's really difficult. <laughs> um, a link to our, our uh, fantasy league will be on stlouisshoes.com as well, so you can feel free to check that out as well. Yeah, I don't know if that's interesting to anybody, but it's it's there. Yeah. I wonder if like is that interesting? Do people care about <laughs> other people's leagues? I mean, <laughs> I mean, this is a podcast about a league, so yeah, it's, yeah. and you don't know any of us anyway. So um, hopefully, it's been entertaining. Uh, We'll either see you guys on uh, early next week, or maybe we'll post something right on Saturday. We'll try and get something really quick. Yes. Uh, but uh, but happy happy drafting, everyone, and we'll see you in on, the regular season. In the regular season, indeed. Bye. Bye, everyone. And that's how the cookie crumbles. We need like a outro phase phrase. Yeah. And that's how the names pronounce. <laughs> And that's, don't forget to Svetsnikov.